0: Well, what's up? Welcome back to uh, the Real Talk podcast, where we just talk about life and issues of faith and just life in general, things that we're learning. And um, sometimes it's hard for us to pick a topic of, of what to talk about and what would be most helpful to you. But we felt like we could not talk about not anything today. <laughs> else today, but the election. And uh, we actually had to switch up today's podcast because at the time of the shooting, we we thought that we would know who the winner was, but mm-hmm. we, we actually don't. And so I was going to ask you, what do you think of the outcome? Uh, but but John just shared, like, what what do you? Think thinking right now as we, we don't have a winner here
1: yeah like you said it's funny we, we moved it we don't do it on tuesday but we did it this week on wednesday because we're like well we're gonna know who the winner is so we can talk about the outcome and so it's so funny that we moved it a different to a different day uh, when we thought we would know and we still don't know but i was thinking about it in terms of the outcome and like to me that's perfect for this year that's so 2020 it's Classic like we 2020 we don't know that it's like it's like the day after the election we we don't know Um, you know, who's going to win at this point. And it it looks like it's going to be the closest race in modern history. And in the past, I remember like, was it 20 years ago? with Bush and Gore, Florida was like super close. They did the recount, but there's like five States or something like that right now that are like extremely close. And so what I think that outcome actually shows us is the entire problem, everything that's going on. And it's that our country is extremely divided Mm -hmm. right down the middle. 50 50, I mean, this is the problem is that it is so close and not only is it, is it so divided, but people are so passionate on both sides. And so, um, I think my reflection on the outcome, um, you know, I was kind of hoping we'd find out last night cause I was intrigued. My reflection is, I think it shows us why 2020 is 2020. Um, and I think it's, it's going to show us that this is also going to continue for the next few months. And cause it yeah. looks like whoever loses, um, maybe especially if Trump, it, it looks like Trump, if he loses Um, He will really contest it. So my reflections on the outcome are, yeah, this is 2020, and this is where we're at.
0: Yeah. um, You know, it's interesting how you talk about a divided country. And uh, I was reading an article that said that no matter who wins the election, um, you're gonna be surprised. And I think that's because yeah. um, the people that we all generally talk to, we're, we're typically in spheres and circles in which people think very similar to us. And so everybody thinks that they represent the majority of the country. And so you think you have a lock on the, kind of what the yeah. country is thinking. And, and I think everyone thinks that no matter which side that you're on. And so an election like this is like real data. We love real data. Yeah. So it's like the votes it's are coming in and we're finding, wow, it's a lot closer to, to 50-50 than probably either side imagined it would be. And so that's kind of where. we're at right now and so yeah like if i had to guess who's going to win right now i don't know if i could make that prediction you know because we've got several swing states and you know biden's a little bit ahead in some trump's a little bit ahead in some and, and well it's like know. it's
1: like the experts right now are saying we don't know so would meet john james gonna be up here like in, in the loft of the church like, like oh it's gonna be this person it's just kind of <laughs> dumb but that but that's facebook for it. it's like experts like this is like their job they're like it's too close to call and like you know your uncle frank's on facebook they, telling I, you what's up it's like okay whatever you can know? i just throw this in there you know i'm
0: sure you were watching the election just like us last night you're glued you're flipping channels msnbc all the different ones you know and it's like they got to fill like 12 hours of time where they don't really know any real data, right? So they'll Uh be like, we're projecting this and you look and it's like 0% or like 1% (laughs) of the total, you know, count has come in and they're like, we're giving it to, you know? So anyway, (laughs) they just got to fill the air, you know? And I was watching one where like they, they were like trying to interview people on the street, you know, and I'm just like, man, just the media, man. Should fill airtime. Well, yeah, and we
1: always forget, man. I recently saw this with like the social dilemma where like, oh, Facebook's a business. They make money on like keeping me on the app or whatever same thing with media that's why I mean for them like you know I I think most media members in their heart of hearts they don't like Want bad things to happen, but you know hurricanes and you know uh, contentious elections and Trump saying different kinds of stuff. I mean they 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 make a lot of money off this, and I cannot tell you how much. I mean last night was like their Super Bowl. The ads that were running there, and it's so funny, man. You you go to like to like like I was flipping between the the different like channels or whatever. Like you go to Fox News and like there's like ads for like the NRA, like they're getting it in there, you know. And you go over like the MSNBC and it's like different kinds of stuff or whatever, um, which that was interesting, man. I I made. I kind of flipped around because like depending on what channel you were watching, you could feel yourself, um, kind of being feeling like, Oh, it's going towards Trump or, Oh, it's going towards mm-hmm. Biden. But then in reality, you wake up today and and we're kind of right in the middle, you know? And so, so, but anyway, it's one of those things where I think that like people are kind of shocked. One thing I will say really quick though is, you know, I, I think what it does show, like you were saying that people think everyone thinks like them, like looks like the polls got it wrong again. in a lot of ways there was mm-hmm. more support for right. Trump than everything you were hearing, you know? and so it's amazing because that happened last time and we're like well is that going to happen again and so i think it just goes to show you because you know, naturally media centers are not in like rural you know iowa you know (laughs) so it makes sense that they're going to be in the cities you know which shouldn't be more left-leaning and so you know all those people it's just like you cannot escape your personal bias which i think as christians should humble us in saying that like we should always be skeptical that you know in our own self we don't see things properly we need to be like in the word in prayer um, and just humble about god help me see things, see things clearly because all people even professionals get it wrong i think because like, even even if trump loses he was a lot closer than they thought it was going to be
0: well all right so so we haven't learned who the winner is uh, but we can't there's definitely some takeaways already oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit like what are what are you learning about culture and and just people in general from election because it reveals a lot of what's happening under the surface it brings it to the surface
1: so and we we've talked about this for a long time and we've been talking about this here at new day um and for so long it's just more of a confirmation of it that um in our day i would say for a lot of people um politics is either their god or one of their gods um the political state of things is what makes people feel like things are okay and if politics are going well or if they f- if they feel like the person with their worldview is the president or has the house of the senate they feel good if not they feel really bad and so i think we're seeing that and i think we've been sensing that but we see that at an extreme level right now um, and i think what that shows us too is like you know we all know especially in like our American culture, that people go to church less. The data shows that. We know people yeah. less affiliate with, uh, with Christianity more than ever. And it's not that they're going to other religions. It's usually becoming like identifying as like none, like just I don't even think about it or atheist or agnostic or whatever it is. And what we always forget about is when people make that move from being like believing in God and a greater narrative, a greater story that the Bible tells us, they, they don't just stop having faith or ultimate belief in something. They have to move that somewhere. And I think if we had to guess, okay, so if people are believing in God less, what what are people increasingly putting their faith and hope that's in? True. I think you're going to think, well, it's it's the government, it's it's politics. And so it's no shocker that the divisiveness that goes up with politics is kind of trending with maybe kind of faith in general that's kind of going down. And it's not a good trend either, you know? And so the my, my first observation is I think politics are really becoming what people are increasingly looking to in our culture oftentimes and my second reflection is it's a really bad god like that's and that's not a good thing and i don't think anybody would agree that like oh yeah like mental health is really getting a lot better because of all this like it's it's not good and I, there's a guy who I'm, I'm friends with here in our church and he was texting a group of us today saying guys it already happened he goes i had a patient at the place that i work who came in and told me that if I vote did not vote for the the candidate they voted for, that I don't love them. Like a patient they were working with told them that mm-hmm. and another friend texted him and was mad because he could tell that he probably voted for the other person. And so it was literally like two people in the same day. We don't even know the election, we don't know the outcome yet. You know, that person might've won, Yeah. but so, so really it's almost like the politics is a God that makes people, um, hate other people and and dislike other people and it also makes us uneasy and so like if if my god is politics then i'm feeling really rattled right now and i'm also mad at the people that have forsaken my god you know you you forsake my god you went against my god and the last thing i'll say i think is i think what this has shown um, and i think this is actually a good thing christians do not have a political home right now some christians might still think they do and and they're entitled to that opinion but i know that we both feel that way and I know increasingly I see that growing. I see Christians feeling like I just don't, there, there's not really a party that re- reflects, you know, the fullness of biblical values and not even close, you know, and, and there's, this, there's major problems on both sides and we're, we're doing what everyone else is doing where it's like, if you vote, you kind of hold your nose and vote. Okay. And so I think that's growing. I think Christians are feeling that way, but I think that's a great thing because I think it causes us to look away from politics um, to focus on like the greater eternal things and, and to to not only focus on on you know on just like like the heavenly things but also the earthly things of like real people and not just politics and so I think that 's actually a, a good development for Christians that we're kind of being alleviated from kind of being labeled one way or another politically
0: it 's a good word um, I think for me, as I just reflect on kind of what we know so far and we 've known this throughout the whole season like I think the world, our secular culture at large, is really unequipped to handle yeah. differences, like different worldviews, yeah. and, and there's there's radically different worldviews. No, there's no love and, your enemies. <laughs> no, none of that. <laughs> uh, and, and so, like, we're, we're unequipped to handle the differences between us, and so that's why culture. It, they, they, out, they pull out the same old tricks, like outrage and demonizing mm-hmm. or stereotyping millions of people that they have never met, which I think is like crazy the idea that you can like take an entire swath of people and with a single word labeled them. And, and I think that's just where our culture is going. And so the, there's no tools, I think, in the tool chest of culture to deal with differences of opinion and, and to handle different worldviews. And of course, we believe that the gospel and in the church, we, we are equipped because we do have the Holy Spirit and and, and Christ has given us an example and, and a way to live. And so I think yeah. you're seeing that in culture and it really comes out on election day. So that's number one. Number two, I think this is an election um, where really the, the the true winner is fear, I think, because you're, you're finding <laughs> that good. like, ha- have you met one person who's like super excited about Biden, right? I, I, you know, I, it, yeah. and people that admit maybe you have, but I haven't really met anyone who's been super no. excited about. I haven't met people who are excited about Trump, Trump but more or less, I, I think that really people are voting against the other candidate yeah. more than they're voting for a candidate. Mm. I think you saw that um, with President Obama, where like basically. Trump is like a referendum on that entire, you know, narrative in the Democratic Party, and I think Biden is is kind of like a referendum on Trump. And so I think mm-hmm. you're seeing that in our culture where like what's driving people like in their heart of hearts, and even as I've watched people on election day, as they've done interviews of just people on the street, it's it's fear. You know, I, there's a fear of what happens when this other person gets elected, and I don't want to minimize the consequences. Like there, different yeah. things will happen as each person yeah. gets elected, but I, I've just noticed that in the culture that the driving thing is not hope or progress, which secularism always tells point. us that it's going to be progress. Point. Like that's not what's driving them; it's really fear.
1: That's a great point, man. It's it's not what what <clears throat> what bright future do you want it's like it, it's all doomsday?
0: Yeah, what dark future do you want to try to avoid or yeah. like prevent? You well, know? well, dude,
1: it's because the, the world doesn't have hope. So, yeah. you know, th- there's no clear sense of hope, no, no, I mean, the Bible tells us what is to come, but like if you don't have that, then you know, there's nothing there.
0: So let, let's let's talk about like us as Christians, and, and you and I have talked a lot about this, how. In many ways, there's there's not a lot of difference between just kind of a secular cultural response to the election as Christians. There's a lot of similar reactions, and you're not seeing a whole bunch of difference where there's, there should be a difference, I think, mm-hmm. in the church and in believers, the way that we respond uh, to elections. And so just talk about that a little bit. How should uh, a follower of Jesus like make sense of all this and respond?
1: Well, I'm going to get really personal on this one because, <clears throat> honestly, man, I, I've been convicted in this season. Um, and I, am changing and we always talk, we, you know, we, we love changing. We love repenting and growing. Like repentance is wonderful. I get to change and become something different and grow. And, um, I, I would say it's a combination of repentance, but also just kind of maybe becoming more aware of something. Um, I, one of the things that I realized in this is I don't want our response to be just totally forget politics, totally forget the country you're a part of. Um, you yeah, I've been in the Word reading where obviously like Romans 13, where God establishes like government, you know. Mm-hmm. And so government is, is, is really um, something that God um, oversees. And, and even in the Old Testament, we see God using like even evil nations like the Assyrians to, to, to do some good work and refining his people. And so we see all these different kinds of themes where God works through that. And I think my tendency, just because honestly, I have so much frustration with this system and what it's doing to people You can get resentful towards like any kind of authority in general or governments or countries or whatever and i think i'm learning that we want to be good citizens as christians and i i've really committed to thinking about that more and saying man how can like specifically in our church the people of new day how can we be great american citizens who work towards the good of this nation while not being obsessed with politics and so a few things really quick for me and i think for anybody is number one um, I'm going to start to pray for our president and for our nation, no matter who wins. Um, I'll be honest, I I don't do that a lot. I don't. and And maybe for me, one of the reasons why in the past I've had frustrations with politics in general is not just because it's corrupt, but because I'm not really praying about it. And maybe I truly would have a lot more hope. And I do have hope for a lot of different things. We'll talk about that in a second. But um i'm going to pray for our nation and i think that you know we sense a lot is changing and it's kind of becoming more kind of corrupt in a lot of ways and so there's a tendency to jump ship and so but i think that we should be praying for our nation and praying for our country um i think also being um good citizens like uh, add to the flourishing of our nation in in whatever ways that we can and so you know i think that we as christians we think about it we're not anarchists you know like we're we're supposed to be good citizens who bring peace you know and and hopefully in this season i think what a lot of people have seen is like no matter what you believe and i think we'll talk about this some as well like you want stability in a society you know like ain't nobody liberal or you know conservative is going to get a lot done if there's if everyone's like there's war in the streets you know whatever you want to pursue in this life whether it's good or not like it's hard to pursue that when you're you know your head's gonna get chopped off you know whatever so it's like it's pretty crazy so it's like i think we're realizing that we want to be good citizens and as christians we should be peace bringers right in Mm -hmm. the places that we can and not people adding to like the the craziness um, I think another thing, that, a way we should respond is I think that we should once again obsess over Jesus, obsess over your own discipleship, obsess over loving real people, and do not obsess over politics. I think that's a huge one, right? Do not obsess over politics. We have seen what happens when we obsess over politics. And so I think as Christians, we should obsess over Jesus, the church, living local, and not over the things that we can't control. And the last thing is love your enemies. And I mean, I'm taking this straight out of Scripture. Love... enemies you made a great point the culture has no framework for that because they have no reason to love their enemies right because of their enemies christ when we were his enemy because of our sin died for us we have all the motivation in the world to love our enemies and so i think that we should not only uh, pray for our nation um, not only should we uh, be good citizens not only should we focus on jesus but even in the people who radically disagree with us and are even mean to us we should be the ones to love them we should be the ones to say I'm I'm not going to retaliate in that I'm not going to shoot back that Facebook post you know I'm not going to embarrass you in public um I'm not going to cancel you like I'm going to love you I'm not going to allow you to like you know maybe abuse me or or do do bad things in that sense But I am going to love my enemies, and I think if if even just one side would commit to loving enemies, man, um, it would diffuse the whole situation, and at the very least would expose the evil and the venom on one side.
0: Man, that's so good. When you add Jesus to the equation, it it like changes everything. Um, So yeah, I love how you're talking, I would totally agree, obsessed with Jesus. And I think people, they probably like overestimate the impact of their political involvement and probably underestimate the impact of just personal involvement in people's lives and local yeah. community. And we're always big champions of that. How like you make a true difference, not by um, thinking it like nationally, but thinking like locally and, and what's within your sphere of influence. And so that, that would be my big encouragement for Christians and how we respond. Where we're, 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 we're thinking about what's happening nationally. We're participating in the ways that we can, but we're, we're not putting our hope like in that, we're putting our hope in Christ, and and that really changes the narrative. Like you know, I, who no matter who wins, it, mm-hmm. it, it truly does not matter in the grand scheme, the yeah. cosmic scheme of what God is doing in the world. And I've just been reading a lot of Old Testament scripture about. Just like how in Daniel it says, God removes kings and he sets up kings. And I, I read that and I'm like, do, do we actually believe that? Yeah. Uh, do we believe that he's in control? And so just on that narrative, let's just think about just the future a little bit. As we think about the church and, and kind of where we're going, uh, Maybe what are some of your predictions? What, where do you think oh, um, Christianity is, is going and the church is going in regard to just politics and government?
1: yeah so i think that um i'm gonna I'll make one prediction on just like the culture at large um, for politics for, for conservatives and for liberals <clears throat> i think even if people will not say it publicly <clears throat> i think in an optimistic sense i think the culture at large both sides conservative and liberal have kind of seen a lot of the dark side of their party mm. and they might not say it publicly right now because they're all trying to get their people elected but i've talked to several people who would consider themselves more like left-leaning and and even seen the things they've posted online and i can tell that a lot of people that probably more liberal in nature are pretty concerned about like, the unrest and even like the rioting and, and all those kinds of things. Like, they, there's this assumption that like everybody on the left is like really, really cool with that. And I think that actually scares a lot of people on the left because if, if society goes crazy and there's war on the streets, that's not good for anybody and right. not, not good for their kids. The conservatives, I think on an optimistic sense, I've kind of seen that like, it's okay to advocate for things, but like when you have a candidate like Trump, same thing when you create that kind of chaos, um, cause he has a, he has a personality where he'll just kind of go at It can be kind of divisive like that, that can make it hard, you know? And so is it possible to maybe have a candidate that advocates for the things they're passionate about, you know, without being on twitter all the time you know i mean they, like like at the end of the day like like i think they're realizing like the personality really does matter and and you could maybe even argue in some ways maybe it kind of costs them potentially the election this time so i think in terms of politics i think both sides have kind of seen like the, the 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 kind of darker side of what they're about and and hopefully in the future, it's like we can do this in a more civil manner. Um, I think the optimistic thing for the church, and, and it's hard because I don't think we'll know fully about this until maybe 10 years down the road, but I really believe that this election could be seen as the time where the church, like you were saying, really put politics in its rightful, healthy place and, and realize, okay, that can't be our God and we can't obsess over this because that's not good. I really believe that it's like, listen, we want to be good citizens. We want to vote. We want our voice to be heard and all that kind of stuff. But like, man, that look at what that did. So we shouldn't give our lives to that. And so I, I really think that Christians hopefully will, will see themselves as people who like, it's okay if you don't know exactly what candidate to vote. We don't have to align the church with a party. I don't have to align myself with a party. And I bet what that does in the future, I bet God, I would not be shocked if he's opening up evangelistic opportunities to reach people from all different spectrums politically in the future for the church in america because i i don't think most people associate the church with any political party anymore and i think probably this election changed that and so i'm just optimistic that i think because we always we there are always people and we, we've had some some friends with this where it's like i know they're a christian but they post about politics way too much and, so, and i i can't tell you because i don't know your heart but something about me says man this, something's yeah. off you know and and And, and, and even the church at large, like I remember like when I was growing up, like we'd have like, you know, an American flag, you had to have an American flag in the sanctuary or whatever, and it's kind of thing, you know? And and I think this time it, it hopefully helps us get to a place where it's like I want to be good citizens. I am proud to be an American. I, I I'm I'm here because I want to be here. Like I'm not moving to Belgium because I don't want I want to be an American, not Belgium. You know, <laughs> right now, unless the Lord calls me to be a missionary there or something. You know, no matter who
0: wins, you're gonna stay. Yeah,
1: I, I'm 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 here. You know, which it's funny. mass I saw realtors being like, hey, if if you're moving, like I'll sell your house for you. You know, kind of thing. But 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 no, I I I just feel like it's it's probably put politics in a healthy place for. For honestly for healthy christians and i think moving forward we'll be like man yeah our hope can't be in politics and and no matter what party it can go awry and so man focus on jesus focus on loving real people living in community and if anything, maybe this was a warning sign to Christians that will produce a lot of fruit in the future, as well as open up new evangelistic opportunities to reach people on both sides.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, looking into the future, politically speaking, I'd be very interested to see if President Trump and his personality and just his approach is an anomaly or a precursor yes. of what's coming in the future. Yeah. Because w- when you think about it, most politicians, most presidents are are a little bit more vanilla. You know, mm-hmm. just like it, mm-hmm. it, it, it all comes down to a, like, policy and vision for the future and Mm. and it felt like this one just just for some reason trump is like is, is driven on personality and so mm-hmm. i'm just wondering if, if that becomes like a new staple or a new baseline for candidates of the future and mm-hmm. you know my, my personal preference would be that that perhaps hopefully in the mu- the future that we go a little bit back more toward policies and, yeah. and vision. you know it's so just different views of, of the future and where we're going and so that's just kind of a something I, I'll, well, I'll be like are you saying same. like they're
1: they're basically deciding based upon what the person like, is, is putting forward for the nation and not, like, do I like him or not? Like, yeah, like yeah. personality-driven? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know we see Which that is in, dumb when you think about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we see that in the church sometimes, like, big pastors, people yeah. are driven to, like, personality. And so I'm just hoping that, like, maybe we get a little bit more back to, like, issues as opposed to personality or the person themselves. Um, but then as I think about the future of the church, yeah, man, my, my hope is that the church will become, <laughs> like, that, that the government will disappoint Christians enough for them to put their trust back in God again. It's a great And, way to and put that's it. That, that's my that's my hope. Um, <laughs> Dear and, God,
1: we allow the government to disappoint us. Please? <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. So we can put our hope in, in Jesus Christ again because the, the church truly is, we we say it's the counter community in the world. And what's really cool about the church, and I preached about this recently, the church is the most diverse Community, the most diverse family on the it planet. Is, it is, it, it is. has socioeconomic diversity, has political diversity, and yet it, it's, it has racial diversity, and yet it is all united under the banner of Jesus. And so I think that the more the church can um, not become a monolith of uniformity, but as everybody from different backgrounds come together under the lordship of Jesus, that it creates a really beautiful image to the world that I don't think it's currently presenting, maybe in mm. this election.
1: Yeah. Well, man, that's great. I, like I said, I think hopefully we'll know here pretty soon kind of what it's going to look like. But I think that, you know, if anything, man, I think the good, the good news with all this is just like no matter who ends up winning, you know, because as of recording this, we're not quite sure yet. Um, I think based upon the conversation that we've had today, um, no matter who wins, like we know as Christians what we're supposed to do. Maybe that's the lesson in all of this is that no matter who wins, no matter what person the Lord allows or doesn't allow to, to be the president of the United States of America, um, it really doesn't change what we do as Christians. And that that's a good sign because it shows that it's not dependent upon politics. Like yeah. we, we are who we are, no matter who's, what humans are in charge and different powers of author, places of authority until Jesus comes back. And so no matter what, like it's good. We know what to do, and we're just awaiting his return.
0: Yeah, it's a hopeful way to end it. Thank you, John. Um, and thank you guys for watching, and uh, we hope to see you next time on the Real Talk podcast.